For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Recorded live.
hate rap, but if it's you, fits, wear it. I become a freak of nature, all the kids stare. And walk around bumping raw with the shit blaring, saying fuck school and dropping out like a miscarriage. I'm embarrassed, and I'm ashamed I played a part in this devilish game, making your common sense parent. But I ain't taking the full blame, cause most of you chucks running around here ain't never had strict parents. All of your brain cells rotten from weed. Feeling like if you ain't got it, life's not as complete. You having sex with every motherfucking body you see. With a past so dark, you're saying to jump out of the seat. But still you out in these streets, thinking you hot as your feet. Without the knowledge to lead. Then you just follow the sheep Making sure your name swag is all polished and clean While your favorite rapper's like, yeah, you got it from me You been brainwashed by fake life that you used to live in When I say the word fun, what do you envision? Molly drinking and smoking out with you Doing chilling with coolest women You trying to bang, bumping new edition that all you think life really is? Well, if so, then you're a fucking idiot I honestly feel like grabbing your head and hitting it Matter of fact, you don't even deserve a brain Give me it! Do you even have any goals? Aside from bagging these hoes and packing the bowl? Well, let me guess, no You're only in school because your parents make you go And all you do is play beer pong and hang out with your bros Yo, society's got you living for a whack cause You're a fucking adult with no skills at all You don't read any books or play ball You don't draw, you literally do nothing at all do you think for the glamour and the truth you don't have Cause you got a lot rather than do And all they say is I got money in a stack to the roof And now you think that it's gonna magically just happen to you? How? Your lazy ass don't commit to labor You pick something up, try it out, and put it down two minutes later Then you complain about your life cause it ain't getting catered Now whoever tries to call you on your bullshit to hate it You wanna succeed, you have to try Or one day you'll get older and regret it all cause you can't provide Your friends are low life, don't act surprised Look, just cut the bad fruit off of the tree, make the sacrifice Girl Stop acting like you want a guy with traits like Romeo, bitch, that's a fucking lie You always talk about how every man's face and you can't take it and you want something real Shut up, tramp, save it Twice a week you put on your makeup and damn bracelets and hair to the club half naked with your ass shaking Pulling the low-life nigga who play the cash make it till you let him hit, find out he work at the gas station One of the niggas got you pregnant and you can't raise it, but you caused it Your actions made a fat statement You want Romeo to nap patient and stop playing like you in the club posted in the back waiting It's the club, well, God Put on a new persona After they get loaded with a few coronas They always shouting and wild out With habits that very few You don't have been They look for beautiful Plainest bitches like you the phone Then when they leave you You cry and cry Talking about Oh my god I can't find a guy I've been so many years And I've tried and tried Why am I even on earth I should die You want Romeo You're not worthy You're cockthirsty You're nasty and probably got herpes Sometimes the secret to find Is to stop searching Try a new formula Cause your last one's not worthy the term real niggas publicly used And I need to know what it means Cause I'm fucking confused Are you one for always busting your tooth With nothing to lose or something to prove The homies up in your food Is it because you selling drugs to get loose And brag about how you done been shot and stabbed Like it's fun to be you But your life's a struggle, right? And you just hustling through Nah, you hamster ass nigga You just stuck in the loop Then why do black people gotta be The only ones who can't evolve? Cause you in the streets acting like in the end of all Man, you can't stand the law You lost it in the van and dark And all you interested in is fighting rap in the basketball I can't even talk if we got in public, you gon' get caught stealing some shit and get my ass in trouble too. You get old and be nothing. Living life in these streets, stuck in this car and shit with anybody mean mother. Look at you, real niggas, thinking your life cool. Girls used to turn me down for guys who were like you. Then you grab their heart and shove a spearhead right through. Then they regret it because it wasn't the right move. Your real nigga talk seems both. A real nigga don't brag about being real as long as he knows it. And his future doesn't seem hope. A real nigga stays out of jail, had his shit and he keeps focused. So all you rappers who throw it down the song, you inspire the issue I wrote about in the song. You go to pile on the young, who roam around in the slums. See, this is what happens when rap sober got it with drums. Hope the hour is home when I'm rolling out with your tongue. The man is love is my guide, he knows the power 
and strong. All you minutes and freaks, the only in it for cheese. And the master soul in it was bleak. Fuck hip hop. They only in it for cheese. And any eyewitness can see. They purposely making the innocent weak. My existence on this planet's for you. I ain't only here to benefit me. Yeah, we need to make a change while there's still time. It is hard. At the times I struggle trying to reveal mine. I can guide you if you feel blind. I just need you to be willing to journey into my ill mind. What's going on, everybody, in this world, in this internet zone, you already know, this is the DSR CEO, a.k.a. DJ Spade, a.k.a. Kane Spade, a.k.a. Mr. DSR, the host of this show at DSR Presents, oh shit. Fire Inc. Tuesday, that's right. It's going down here tonight. I mean, we going to have some things to talk about. I mean, uh, I'm talking about that movie that everybody's talking about, Black Panther. I mean, we're going to be talking about that issue. We're going to talk about the highs. We're going to talk about the lows. we also going to talk about some stuff with The Walking Dead you know, I'm going to throw some jokes into the uh, discussion, <laughs> you know, just to keep it moving, somewhat entertained, but somewhat, not even, no, I'm crossing off the somewhat on this part. I want you to think, you know, I mean, I want people to think about why they making the move that they do, why they making the choices that they make, why they confirming everything they're doing, you know, I call it getting caught up in the media. So that's what we're going to cover here tonight, along with a little open mic, poetry uh, of all genres are welcome to uh, do that thing here tonight, uh, recite, network, promote your business, you know, promote your entertainment company, anything you're trying to promote promote out there, try to get off your chest uh, in a positive fashion, we welcome you here tonight. And also, be a look on the lookout for this Saturday at DSR Presents, all artists lined up with your host, Black Rose, featuring Joe the Verbal Mind Dancer. That's right, Joe going to be in the building, you're going to be talking about himself behind the scenes himself as a writer, himself as a poet, get more insight on Joe, the verbal mind dancer. Right now, we're going to see who we got in the building, see what uh, issues. I see uh, Ohio's in the building with your hand up, man. I'm looking for more people. They're getting uh, a little slow on the uptake. Maybe they don't want to talk about it. Oh, wait a minute. New York in the building, shout out to New York. Yeah, like I was saying, we're going to be talking about the Black Panther movie. We're going to be talking about The Walking Dead. I mean, I just want to throw some stuff out on The Walking Dead since I just saw it this uh, Sunday night. 
But Black Panther is the main issue. We're going to talk about the highs and lows, what I was just saying. So if y'all got something to say, if you got something to spit, poets of all genres are welcome to uh, uh, show what they got on the mic, share their pieces, network. You know, hit that star eight on your phone, raise your hand. Uh, I'm going to put this out here right now. Black Panther was a great movie. I'm not hating on the movie at all. I like the movie. I saw the movie. So I can talk about it. <laughs> you know, I saw the movie. It had a lot of culture. It had a lot of, uh, you know, for it to be fiction. And it had a, re- a lot of real life situations in that movie. You know, a lot of people can relate to it. So I don't have a problem with the movie itself. My only thing was was the media, the hype. You know, they, the way they hyped it up, the way they got people so hooked, it looks like they're not even thinking straight. You know, they, they're getting caught up. I mean, Black Panther was a great movie. It was a hero movie. It was a lot of unity. It was, uh, you showed uh, a lot of tribes coming together. You showed tribes that thought he didn't deserve to be king. He challenged, he got challenged for the throne. The guy lost, you know, and... Uh, but he still had honor. That guy who lost still maintained his honor. He didn't do anything else despicable or nothing, man. He wasn't trying to stab nobody in the back. He was facing the guy head on. You know, and I found that respectable. And uh, it was a lot of stuff in there. But then, of course, you got the, the ghetto version of the guy coming from the USA. Going all the way to Wakanda, talking about, I'm claiming what the hell is mine. I'm thinking, this motherfucker was born in the USA. <laughs> and he trying to say, I got claims to what's mine because it's in my bloodline. Motherfucker, use a U.S., use a United States citizen. Take your ass back to the States. But, <laughs> hey, it's a lot of stuff. But like I said, the movie had a lot of stuff in it, and it was mind-provoking. The whole movie was mind-provoking, man. I mean, it was great. Special effects was awesome. You know, uh, I got a few jokes about uh, Black Panther. According to, uh, you know, DC Comics versus Marvel, though, along those lines, you know, coming up in the show. And, uh, the only negative thing I got to say is the media. Like I was saying, man, the media is what got you so hooked, though. I mean, they got people thinking Wakanda is a real damn place. So people go and go buy a damn plane ticket and try to find that shit over in Africa. Get the fuck out of here, man. Go sit your ass down if you really think that Wakanda is a real damn place. I mean, it's good to have imagination it's good to have fantasy but take your ass back to fucking reality they making me curse <laughs> they making me fucking curse listen I mean I've seen the Wakanda forever I'm not ripping on that you know that's showing unity and whatnot, showing positivity 
But I'm talking about the ones who are saying, like, Wakanda is a real place. Are y'all really going to go to the fucking airport to buy a ticket? <laughs> I'm about to go to the call and see what they got to say, man. Ohio, you in the building. Who we got? <laughs> hey, 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 it's spoken true, young Summers. What's going on, Mr. Summers, man? Good, good. Uh, we just actually finished our two-hour discussion for Black Lives Matter on this very, very subject. And and I do want to say all those points are, are very accurate. It's not a real place. It's amazing that we've uh, come together with the Wakanda forever, but it's kind of like Black Lives Matter and most of the other chants that we seem to get riled up about. I hope that it continues into March and into April, but yeah, it, it, I saw it twice. First time with adults, second time with a group of children and the differences, I don't know, for me it was kind of astounding and I get it. And, and just like I just did in the forum, I get the, it's Disney, it's Marvel and they don't care. But on the flip side, they didn't have to show that much. They could have just whitewashed it out as a superhero movie and left it at that. But they understood how powerful we were and didn't have a choice. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was saying, man, I didn't have a problem with the movie. The movie was art. You know, the movie was art within itself. I mean, like I was saying, the culture, the graphics, everything they put together, you know, uh, my jokes we're going to be basically like uh, if Batman saw the movie. <laughs> you know, Batman's in his cave. He's watching this movie. he got to be thinking, like, wait a minute. Black Panther got a whole damn mountain of <laughs> in there. Well, he got a, a hidden lab, a big-ass unlimited energy source, and he's making yeah, all these devices, all these ships. All these machines, cloaking devices, got the damn rhinos jumping out from underground and shit. I know Batman was thinking, well, what the fuck is DC doing for me? (laughs) 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 Yeah, I mean, that was going to be my joke. That is my joke. You know, Batman sitting there, he getting jealous of Black Panther thinking, well, I'm Bruce Wayne. I thought I was rich as hell. (laughs) I'm going to go take some of that white privilege and tell it was mine. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that boy felt like he was missing out because uh, Black Panther just uh, showed Batman what's up, huh? <laughs> Man, that, that's just it. I'm, I'm really shocked, especially some of the stuff I didn't catch till it was the children around, and they're like, wait, they didn't teach us that in school. And it's fiction, but they did a beautiful job of expressing the realities in this world, like like you said, Killmonger. And I I think it's so horrible what happened, but you from America, you ain't got no claims to shit because you only want to be here to tell everybody, I don't know, it's some things we can't let go in our history. That's true, that's true. But I want people who really thought Wakanda was a real place to actually research that stuff, man. When you research it, you can see that the map comes up, but on the side, it says Marvel. 
that's not a real damn map. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it says Marvel on that shit. Wakanda is a fantasy, is imagination. It's a decent fantasy. It's a decent imagination, but it's not real. Come back to reality. Like I was saying before the callers came in, don't be going to the airport getting a ticket thinking you going to Wakanda. Sit your ass down and take your ass back home and resume your life. <laughs> right. No, you no, no, no. Don't take yourself home and resume your life. Take yourself home and learn how to build from this movie. Learn how to put some of that enthusiasm into your community. Don't sit down. <laughs> right, right. I mean, I ain't mean it in that fashion, but you know, you know what I meant by it. I mean, yeah. live by the reality of, I mean, living the true reality. I'm not saying drown in negativity. You know, take the positive from what you saw in the movie. You know, don't get caught up in the media and thinking just because, you know, you paid for the movie, you're buying all the merchandise, you're changing the whole way the world is thinking. The world is not going to change for one movie. Right. But it is looking like, oh, crap, we just need to appeal to them more. <laughs> it, it, it's, I got to say, it's definitely impressive, and it shows, I guess, something I've been preaching for the past few years. We actually had a real Black Panther member come to our meeting today and, and talk to us about what the reality of the movement was, which was started like three months after the comic came out, but that was refreshing. And we had the superhero guy come up, but what was impressive to me is that a real Panther showed up and was like, I felt it, and I hope that we can keep this going. Right, right. Yeah, too bad they didn't do like a reenactment of the true Black Panthers, huh? Yeah, but we might get that now. I mean, there's enough black dollars circulating around that now we have a physical representation of what we've been saying for years. We have the most powerful dollar. We're showing that. Right, right. I hear you, man. You definitely bringing some truth to the mic here, DSR, Mr. Summers. We got Jody L. Summers in the building here. People, you saw him on Facebook, the activist, the poet. You know, you be uh, you be active in the streets, man, picking in a part of uh, whatever's going on. You make sure you're there if you're capable, man. I mean, we do appreciate what you're doing. Thank you. Yeah, it's a tough job, and I mean, the first couple of years, I was like, why isn't everybody doing this? And then after you go to protest, where you're mazed, and then you lose a whole bunch of friends, and people are, it's kind of like a tattoo being on you. But I I love it. I love it because no matter what in history, if somebody goes back and recount 30 years from now, they're going to see me and my friends and other like-minded people standing up still and not beaten down by everything else that's going on in the world. Right. Right. I hear you. I hear you. Well, Mr. Summers, do you got peace for us so I can get to the mother callers, man? I know they got their hands up. So what you got? I do. And it's, it's my favorite one. And, and I know it fits in, in certain genres and it's not exactly about the movie, but I've grown to love it every time I repeat it. So we don't do niggas. <laughs> Your mic. 
All right. This piece is called Nostalgic Information Glamorizing Graveyard Adventures. Gun clicks. Pow. Don't be so alarmed. It's just the sound of another nigga dead, another brown boy laying in the streets by the hands of someone who does not wear a badge, whose skin is melanated to just the right tint to where this is no longer a crime. This story will never see the news except to dig up old wounds and remind you of all the reasons they deserve to die. It's just gang violence. It's just the result of the life they chose. It's not a reflection on our community. There are no invisible walls connected to the gold chain trap music and influence that we feed you as we rape your mind, steal your childhood, erase your history, and convince you that living on assistance is the quickest way to get out. As the links to our think tank keep erasing your unity, one platinum drug-tested epidemic streamed through our children's eyes, one flatline at a time. But I thought you should know, his name was Tyrone. He leaves three kids, yes, three kids at home and died without a dime. Gun clicks, pow. No need to grab your signs protesting the streets or write your congressman a hateful letter. It's just another nigga dead. Another young woman lost to the streets who was molested as a child by pastors, teachers, and trusted family members. So she left home trying to survive. And although she was young, she had already gone numb, deciding this is how she would survive. She did pretty well and managed to scrape by until someone viewed her as a prize, a money-making scheme to get rich quick. And when she decided it was time to get ghost quick, they ditched her quick. One shot to the gut and a twist to the neck left in a dumpster for three weeks to set. Her family had no clue. They were all too busy trying to hide the shame they felt. The truth coming out, they all knew. So her case sits in the stack of unsolved murders. Jane Doe, with the description torn out. Bars clink, pow. Unless you go to where lost children, yes, lost children become lost souls. You will never know how deep the extermination goes. But it's just another nigga dead. The last sound they'll hear before joining the company of their peers who were told they were never good enough. Grades were no good. Too hyperactive. They might have played sports, but their teachers read for books. No sense of structure. Just fall in line. Your creativity, yes, your creativity can only fit. Of this dotted line. So the system passed them by, determined by the third grade, the resting place they shall stay if the curriculum doesn't fit their age. Now it's prison guards just three strikes away, or one if you multiply just the right way. In their teens, they will sit until there's no childhood left, making all the amenities freedom gets the free with money to split, a new shiny workforce at just 10 cents a day, and when they're released back onto the streets with a criminal record and no way out, but the streets 
to pay their way. The bars, yes, the bars become their church bells. They'll ring to their graves. But don't shed a tear. These statistics were just born out of fear. So it's time to come out of the dark and speak light to your loved ones while they still have ears that hear the right way. In peace. I mean, you uh, you finished, man? Uh, is that all you got to say? Or? <laughs> we got Jody L. Summers in the building. Whenever he comes to any radio show, any live event, wherever he goes, he makes sure he has a message to put out there, man. I respect you, man. I want to say I appreciate you. Thanks for your support for calling into this show and sharing the flyer. I saw you promoting, man. Appreciate yeah. it. Got to. Thank yes, you for having me. And of course, I'm in the end. I got more. <laughs> Wait, go ahead. I said if there's more time at the end of the show, like a speed round or something, I got more for you. Cool. I respect the other callers calling in. Right. I hear you, man. Appreciate you, man. I'm going to sit you back down. Thanks again for calling in. You know, don't be a stranger. Also on the event page, you got any up-and-coming events, uh, live uh, open mic events, whatnot. I mean, post all that on our DSR Tuesday event page. Okay, I will. All right. All right, people. That was the one and only Jody L. Summers in the building at DSR all damn day. We're going to keep this discussion going. We still got that open mic portion. We're talking about Black Panther. That's the number one subject here tonight. Number two, I just threw in about The Walking Dead. I want to crack some jokes about The Walking Dead, man. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, let's keep it moving here and go to New York. Who we got from New York? All right. Uh, this is Doug Curry. Mr. I, Curry, how you feeling, man? I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling inspired listening to the people speak, and, and yourself included. Uh, I have to admit that I have not yet turned my attention to the Black Panther or the Walking Dead. I don't know when that's going to happen. But the brother just finished that poem and, um something he said there, I was going to do something else, but he made reference to the cheap labor that's that's derived from the prison system. And it made me revert to this other, other poem that I'm going to give to you. I'm going to go to the author's notes just to set it up. In the post-Civil War South, convict labor and leasing of its private planters became a means to maintain the economic and social dominance of whites over blacks. It preserves some of the economic benefits of slavery through exploiting free black convict labor through over-policing and incarceration. 
it was found so lucrative that in some states it became the greatest source of revenue. Among the most notorious prison farms were Big Bradley in Texas, Parchman Farm, Mississippi, and in Louisiana, the dreaded Angola prison farm. Dire human costs were visited upon the hapless black population with the resulting myth of black criminality arising to add further insult to injury. This is for the brothers and sisters who suffered and continue to suffer this atrocity today. This is called Cut and Cane. Up for days with the rooster crow. Boss man rattling us convict though. All the days just like the same. I convicted. I wild that name. Chopping cane in the Angola sun. Next time I know, I best just run. Had to kill me with a policeman gun instead of years of chopping in this sun. Boss man got the best of us. Say, shut up, nigga. Hush your fucks. Mules keep farting in my face, but I keep up with my plowing face. Nigga got a way of singing a song like he's happy so things go wrong. Sing God praises, mostly laughing how he can't remember his last hour. Locked up in jail in the state prison farm, they never did nobody no harm. Seven one nigga convict just like me swung my knife and set him free. They done gave me 20 years more. Be an old man for the open this door and release a poor nigga tired as can be. Back into Jim Crow's misery. I said some things. These all a wonder. Is we ever going to come up from under? Or is my curse going to do my son to chop this cane in the angle of sun? And put I agree with the uh, sound effects over there, Mr. Curry. I mean, every time I hear you, sir, it seems like I'm getting more acquainted that you are a storyteller type of poet talking about what's going on in the world, what's going on in the street, what's going on in certain neighborhoods. You know that a few few newscasters, uh, they need to be putting that shit out there, man. You know, a lot of them, uh, they don't interpret what be going on like, uh, I mean, that you probably witness or stuff you can relate to. I mean, you know, they don't cover the whole story. They just cover what they think is popular. Well, they know what will sell. And, you know, unfortunately, we find that some of our, some of our poets, and I don't blame them because you have to write what you feel, but some of our poets will lapse into that, too because they'll give you what you already know so that you can feed back to them that you appreciate knowing that they know it too, okay? And sometimes the stuff that's really deep in the crack, you know, people don't understand that this myth that black men is criminals, it was supported by all the statistics coming out of the South of the, of the men in the, in the Mississippi parchment farm, 97% of them was black. Yeah, because you picked them up because you want them to pick the cotton. That's why they were in there. But now that feeds into a statistic about our high rate of incarceration and arrest and criminality that grows on top of itself 
for generations so that when we become an urban population here in the new millennium and in the years before that, it's supported by just generations of these statistics compounding themselves. And it stemmed from, you know, the time for the cotton to get picked. Nigga better not be standing on the corner without a pass or something from a white man saying where he going, tell me who he worked for. Yeah. So there's some good books about this, uh, about Parchment Farm in Mississippi, about Angola Prison Farm in uh, in Louisiana. I'm a blues man. I play the blues on the radio, and you hear it all down through the music, you know, all through the music, about police walking up on you on the corner and asking, nigga, what you, what you doing standing there and arrest you for vagrancy. That's how they took them down. So, you know, I write things like that. That means something to me that I think other people need to know about. Right, right. Yeah, and it's, black history, uh, it's, it's Black History Month. Let us not forget that it's okay for us to be black and have history this month. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You definitely bring your history on this DSR mic. I want to thank you for that. And uh, let us know uh, when the next time you're broadcasting on the radio. I can do that right quick. You know, I'm, uh, I got a show called Blacks and Blues, and it's just what I said. It's Blacks and Blues. And it comes on Friday night from 9 to midnight at org, and that's 9 o'clock Eastern time. comes on for one hour in Chicago, the home of the blues, the capital of the blues, on Saturday night at 10 o'clock at WDCB.org. So we've been at that since 1982, and ain't no end in sight. All right, all right, man. Well, keep doing your thing. Keep speaking that truth, Mr. Curry, and do us all a favor. Post all those links on the DSR Tuesday event page on Facebook.com. Will do, will do. Appreciate the platform, my man. Hey, appreciate you calling in and supporting. I'll be around. All right. That was the one and only Doug Curry doing his thing, being a storyteller, bringing history, contributing to Black History Month. Yeah. Yeah, it's going down here tonight, people. Y'all definitely bringing a bunch of messages. Y'all making me think. You know, don't be coming in here changing my platform. <laughs> you know, they're going, they going to derail the whole damn show. <laughs> You know, y'all definitely bringing some great stuff, though. Definitely. Yeah, we're going to keep this DSR train moving. We're going to go to Unchained 1978, see what's on your mind, man. What's going on? Unchained 1978. What's going on, Big K? What's going on, man? How you feeling there? I'm good, my brother. I brought Panther with me. Oh, yeah? What's going on, Panther? Hi, everybody. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, listen, I know y'all got something to say about that Black Panther movie. I mean, lay it on me. I don't know if y'all heard all the stuff I was talking about earlier. Yeah, I went to go see it, and I love the movie. You love the movie? What about you over there, uh, King Kaiju? Yeah, I love the movie. I 
You already know. You ain't got to ask me that type of question. <laughs> so you said you love the movie too, huh? <laughs> I understood it. You understood since it. I'm a comic book, since I'm a comic book enthusiast, right? I know what they didn't put in the movie and what they did put in the movie, but I understood the messages behind it. And oh. all of the tribes that was represented in the movie are actual tribes that I know about. So I was looking at certain stuff like, okay, they got that right, they got that right. They didn't get that right. But it was still a good movie. Right. I enjoyed it. Right. So we agree. I mean, it was a good movie. See, my only uh, discrepancy uh, about the movie, well, not about the movie, but about what's around the movie is how the media kept getting people so hooked, you know, in the fantasy that really had people thinking that it really is a damn Wakanda out there, you the, know? The, uh, the placement of ge- the geographical placement of where Wakanda would be uh-huh. is not. Wakanda, but it's actual people there in that in that general area where it would where it would have been located. But nobody right. really believed that shit. Not really. And I saw how they marked it on the map. I saw all that, but I was just saying, you know, they really thought that the place in the movie, you know, actually existed. Whatnot. I mean, my only thing was. Stop thinking about the fantasy and focus on reality. You know, I mean, when they said Wakanda, you know, forever, they kept that real. They kept that as unity. I respected that. But for those who really thought it was real and they actually t- talking about trying to visit that damn place, I mean, come on, come on man. <laughs> you don't. You don't. You don't. You don't even waste your time on ignorance. <laughs> but so you, when you heard, when somebody tells you that, you just walk away. Right. Because logically, there's there's not a place like that. But the reality was that was a movie where all of, where a majority of our people really wanted to go see. Right. And didn't even give a fuck about the Marvel concept at all. That's because true. they. It, if that was actually $700 million coming from the comic book people, it wouldn't have made that much money because there was so many inaccuracies in the comic book that they that they put in that movie. You could tell that he didn't. Do you know what would happen if M'Baku actually had his comic book name in there? You wouldn't have saw it. <laughs> you know what well, his the- real name is? Hey, to be honest with you, I really didn't follow the comic book like that. You know, I'm not even going to lie to y'all. I really I really wasn't into the comic book. You know, I would have saw the movie regardless because I was already into the character Black Panther. What? You know, I really well, wasn't in the into comic, In the comic book, Mbaku, the big dude that he beat up at first, because you obviously seen it. His name is Man Ape. Right, so I know you were talking. If they, if they would have put him as Man Ape, a big black dude in a gorilla suit, and everybody in his tribe were gorilla suits, do you know how much controversy that would have caused? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. I get them back. That right there, no, it wouldn't have made seven hundred million. That's why they adjusted it, and then they changed the storyline accordingly to make it more about unity and more about <clears throat> political issues and more about. Because if anybody like anybody who like Black Panther, you have to understand that Black Panther didn't really give a fuck about nobody that went in Wakanda. He right. joined the Avengers. And that's when you start helping other people that was outside of Wakanda with the real facts. If you were in Wakanda, he didn't care. It was Wakanda forever, for real. He didn't care. Right. But they made him sympathetic to, to other lands because they had no choice because that's his real facts. I can name everybody that he ever fought in cartoon and comic book, and all of them had to come to Wakanda to get their ass whooped. Right. I mean, that's what I grew up on, the cartoon of Black Panther and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, I see where you're coming from. Yeah, he didn't give a damn about those that was outside of his kingdom. You know, he only saw Wakanda as those, as his people, you know, and those that he dealt with. So, yeah, I can see where you're coming from. Right there, King Kaiju. But yeah, but right now, man, I need to ask you. Uh-huh. I'm not even sure if I have to ask you. I mean, did you uh-huh. bring something for us here tonight, man? What? Team Hungry in the building. Did we bring you something? For real? Is that what you're asking? <laughs> yeah, I'm asking you that, man. All right. This is what we're going to do. We're going to give you a special OG duo. I'm going to spit a piece, and then directly after me, Panther going to spit a piece, back-to-back. All right, Team Hungry Collab, then. The DSR mic is y'all. It's not a collab. It's not a collab. Not a collab. We're just about to break the mic in half. That's even better. (laughs) Mike All right. My name is Killamonger. Scratch that. I am an individual that lost my father for some bullshit that I had no idea what was really going on. So instantaneously, it gave me an attitude, but that attitude transformed me and made me that much more strong. Am I wrong? For me to see individuals that I haven't really seen before leave my dead, laying dead, flat on the floor, and then they went on about their business. So I did what I had to do. I built myself up by myself to handle my business. See, I came from the block. Even though I'm from a whole other country, I came from the block. And this block made me that more hungry. So, yes, I'm an individual that's a killer. Superior killer to be exact. See, if you understood my ideology and my natural fact, I'm a revolutionary, not like Marcus Garvey, but I'm more like Nat Turner. I would kill an entire society. That's the way that I'm burning it. See, you need to understand. I'm a killer among the bitch. And since I have this English fucked up, broken ass grammar, this the way that I spit. See, I will hit you and hit you, hit you and kill you, spill you and spill you like a mad dentist. I'll drill you, and I have no emotions at times because of what they did to my kind. So I do not spill you. So if I kill you in front of your mom, fucking, I killed you. See, I'll kill a monk. I understand how our people are, and I understand that if we don't fight for what we need, we'll no longer shine like a star. But by far. 
the block where I'm from is strong, but my 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 society that I came from is pussy. You heard me, vagina. So I guess this is a monologue. See, I say what I need to say, say what I want to say. See, this is my dialogue. See, America taught me how to kill people. That's facts. I learned how to be a psychopath with intelligence. That's facts. See, I was doing war after war, killing after killing, and that's facts all through this moment. For when I catch the motherfucker who was the reason why my father died, I'm going to take this motherfucker and make sure he's no longer alive. See, I am relentless to the point of no return. You thought Jason Voorhees was bad. Y'all need to listen to learn. See, I ain't got no superpowers. My superpower is my heart. I was born and bred as a warrior. So this is how I act from the start. See, when you fight me, you better be ready to die. Because I'll tear your soul apart. I'm going to show you the real reason between weakness and strength. I'm going to show you who really got hard. See, I'm not a black passive at all. I'm a Jaguar homeboy. See, I would take you out of your face, literally, and took you to a whole nother zone, boy. See, I don't even need no gun. I got blades that shine like coal, boy. See, I'll make you fall instantaneously. But I like breaking the pieces down like wrong, boy. See, you don't understand me. I'm Killamonger. You better put some respect on my name. See, I've dealt with so many things in this country that my livelihood is mixed with pain. See, even a girl that I love, I don't give a fuck. It'll come down to my vengeance. You should understand I'm similar to Ghost Rider. My mindset is relentless. See, I can cause pain after pain to an entire family, and the pain will be endless. And the way that I feel about killing you in front of all of your family members, that's just kind of stupendous. See, I'm some kind of better than this kind of docious. I'm Jaguar style, so also ferocious. You should understand that I'm killing what kind of forever, and that's a fact, but if you ain't a part of the melanin that I'm a part of, I don't give a fuck about none of y'all, Jack. See, I'm ready for war. I was built for war. I'm similar to a rhino, so what the fuck is you looking for? See, I'm Tillamonga. And then my Wakanda, you bitches gonna bow down to a power that's greater than yours. In eat. Pastor? I think her call dropped, actually. <laughs> her call dropped. She's going to call back, though. Oh, I mean, I was all waiting on Panther to do her thing, man. Oh, she's but coming. The- she's coming back. I just looked, and I say, oh, man, she's not on the phone no more, so I think her call dropped. I'm going to get her to call you right back. Yeah, appreciate it. But listen, man, what you just dropped right there, I see you you went all the way in, man. I mean, yeah, you was definitely that monger right there. <laughs> That's the one thing about you, man. When you take on the persona that you select, though, I mean, you go full in. You know, you never disappoint. You show that you are King Kaiju, always doing your thing. Also, let people know what's going on. <laughs> The team is getting rebuilt, redefined, and customized. I got so many books on the table, I really don't know where to begin, bro. And I got to push them out in a certain order, so I'm getting our LLC together. So the LLC will be good, and then you won't see products coming from Team Hungry, all type of products. All the artists is about to come back that you know and love and some people don't even know of. And we about to destroy shit. I'm not even playing with you. We already put our hearts and our soul in the mic, but it's about to get ugly. I'm just the first wave. 
All right, all right, man. Well, I mean, if you do got any links, you already know, post them on that DSR Tuesday event page, man. Other than that, I mean, don't be a stranger, man. I mean, I haven't heard you in a little while, man. Of course. You know, when I go in a cave, I got to create. I got to create. Right, right. Now, hey, yeah, stay busy. Keep doing your thing. Also, I appreciate you supporting this show here tonight, man. You my brother. On and off the show, so of course I was coming. Hey, appreciate it, man. <laughs> Stick around if you can. We might have a speed round. I'm not sure, you know, depending on the number of callers, whatnot. I got you. I'm gonna try to get. I'm gonna try to get her back. All right. Cool. All right. All right, people. That was the one and only King Kaiju, Beast King. Uh, he was a warmonger tonight. <laughs> he went all the way in, man. The personas, the pers- the poetic personalities, lyricist, flow mode, freestyle. Always turned up the maximum. That's what he be doing. <laughs> you know. Right now, we're going to take a music break. When we come back, we're going straight to Minnesota. Stand by. The name of this song is Uncle Sam Dan. It's a show tune, but the show ain't been written for it yet. We're going to see if Tony Jerome and the band can maybe work it out. Straighten me out right quick. United Snakes, land of the feast, home of the slave. Grand Imperial Guard, where the dollar is sacred and proud. Let's do the thrill, come on now. Smoking mirrors, sights and stars, only for the cross in the name of God. Bloodshed, genocide, rape and fraud, written to the pages of the law, good law. The co-counting and latchkey child ran away one day and started acting style. King of where the wild things are, daddy's proud of the Roman Empire done passed it down. Imported and tortured the workforce and never healed the wounds or shook the curse off. Now the grown-up Goliath nation holding open all chickens for the part of David and you feel. Nothing can save you, you question the rain, you get rushed in and chained up. Fish raised, but I must be insane, cause I can't take a single, single damn way to change. Welcome to the United States, land of the sea, home of the slave. The Grand Imperial Guard, where the dollar is sacred and power is strong. Welcome to the United States, land of the sea, home of the slave. The Grand Imperial Guard, where the dollar is sacred and power is strong. All must bow to the fat and lazy. The Obey me and why do they hate me, who me? Only two generations away from the world's most despicable slavery trade. Pioneered so many ways to degrade a human being that it can't be changed to this day. Legacy so ingrained in the way that we think we no longer need change to be slaves. Lord, it's the same for display. The overseers even got raped along the way. Cause the children can't escape from the pain and they born with the pause and the hatred and their pain. 
Try and separate a man from his soul You only strengthen him and lose your own But shoot that He walked near the throne Remind him that this is my own Now I'm gone Welcome to the United States Land of the sea, home of the slaves Grand Imperial Guard, where the dollar is sacred, and power is gone. Welcome to the United States, land of the sea, home of the slaves. The Grand Imperial Guard, where the dollar is sacred. Hold on, give me one right here, hold on. You don't give money to the bums on the corner with a sign bleeding from their gums. Talking about you don't support a crackhead. What you think happens to the money from your taxes? The government's the addict. With a billion dollar a week, kill brown people's habits. And even if you ain't on the front line, when after yell crunch time, you right back at it. Man, look at how you hustling backwards. At the end of the year, add up what they subtracted. Three out of 12 months, your salary pay for that madness. Man, that's sadness. What's left? Get a big ass plasma to see where they made damn bad to point the damn camera. Only approved questions get answered. I'm standing your ass up for that national anthem. Welcome to the United States. Land of the sea, home of the slave. The Grand Imperial Guard, where the dollar is sacred and power is gone. Welcome to the United States. Land of the sea, home of the slave. The Grand Imperial Guard, where the dollar is sacred and power is gone. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. 
All right. That's what's up. What's up, my brother, my brother? Yeah, you know, I'm talking about this movie here, Faye, uh, Black Panther. I'm going to be talking about uh, a little bit about The Walking Dead. The Walking Dead is not... Uh, well, The Walking Dead is a brainwash, really. You know, people are so hyped on that damn uh, show. It's ridiculous, you know, that they uh, actually was talked about that they bit one of the actors acting like a damn zombie. <laughs> uh, that's yeah. I would be so mad. I would, I would I would really be really pissed off if I go to work and someone bites me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, being a fan is one thing, but they take it to another level. I mean, that that's also with the, uh, the Black Panther uh, discussion. You know, Black Panther has a lot of pos- positivity, you know, concerning the film. I mean, like I was saying before, it has a lot of uh, unity. It has a lot of cultural uh, premises in that movie. I mean, you know, it, they took it to a new level. You know, I didn't think they was going to have all that within the movie. You know, they really put it out there. But on a negative note, I mean, people are taking the messages and kind of twisting them. Yeah, they are. I um, I checked the movie out. Um, it was a good movie for entertainment. It was a really good movie. If you're a comic, a Marvel comic buff, then hey, you got a a and you black, you got a double bubble. So um. The movie itself had a lot of subliminal undertones in it. And if you're not looking through the spiritual eye, you won't even catch it. But in all actuality, it was good to see our black actors and actresses portrayed in a a positive light, not being a a drug addict, a pimp, a hoe, a, a slave. You know, it's something you can take your kids to go see. But at the same time, you have to tell your children, this is not about the Black Panther movement. This is a Marvel comic based on a comic book character. Wakanda doesn't exist. And you're not supposed to put bows in your lips and cut your face, uh, scar your face up uh, uh, and, and all that, you know. And, um, right. Well, well let me stop you. Okay. Let me stop you right there. Let me stop you right there. I'm not going to say that, uh, you know, we're not meant for that because I'm not going to say that for that because of, you know, a certain tribes. That's their culture. You know, that is their culture. But I hear what you say. You know, we're not trying to uh, tell the kids that it's okay for them to uh, mutilate themselves and whatnot. But also you got to look at, I mean, that's that tribe's culture. That was the way, you know, that was the way they was brought up. I see what you was talking about. They had the, the bowls in their lip, and then they have those, you know, those pieces they put in their, uh, their ears for the earrings or the way they make those loops. Yeah, it's uh, gauging and uh tribal markings 
uh, in their faces and stuff like that. Actually, you know, when I say when you look at it through a spiritual eye, I'm talking about, you know, through the spiritual eye of the Bible. The Bible tells us not to follow after hermetic people. So it is, you know, people, you know, we affiliate ourselves with Africans because we share the same color. But in all actuality, we different people. Just like, okay, Chinese, the Koreans, and the Japanese, they all have similar features, but they're all three different nations of people. We don't ever look at that. They're not the same people. So why should we, you know, just because we all share the same color of skin, think we're the same people? That's, that's, but I did, what I did like about the movie is that it was produced and directed by black people. And even though none of the money went into our neighborhoods or anything like that, okay, that's, it's cool. I don't, because a lot of people were, making a big fuss about that. You know, you're going out, contributing to the white man, none of that movie, it was all going to Disney and da-da-da. I'm like, damn, everything we do goes back to them. I mean, if we go out and buy a case of Pepsi or whatever, we don't own Pepsi. Yeah, you read about that. We don't own nothing. We go pay our water bill. Uh, the water, the, the money we pay goes to them. We go, if you go, it, anything you get goes back to them. Right. So tripping. Now, if you really want to do something with yourself, hey, come together like they did in Rosewood. Or uh, what's the uh, uh, the other place um, that they bombed? Um, like Wall Street. Wall huh? Street. Come together like that. So the, the the dollar circulate in the na- in the community twelve times before it leaves out. Don't be sitting up here tripping on these on these white films. The Jews own the the so called fake Jews. They own the industry. So hell, the money gonna go to them. But take your kid out with the family, see a good movie, get you some popcorn and stuff, and watch a good movie with your kids and stop being. Right, you do make some valid points. You really had me when you talked about that just because, you know, all these different types of Asian people, they look alike, but they don't come from, you know, the same family. Like you said, it was different. It was Japanese, they're Chinese, they're Korean, they're Filipino. I mean, there's so many different races, just like black people, Jamaican, Haitian. Then you got African. Then you got African American. I mean, there's so many. Can't you ever make the mistake of calling a Japanese person a Chinese? Yeah. Or vice versa? They be pissed off. And they be ready to kick your butt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can say ass on this show. <laughs> <laughs> they ready to kick your ass. <laughs> yeah, you you can't do that. So yeah, we 
And if I, you know, my my, you know, my my people, uh, African, Af- you call yourself an uh, African American, okay? Africa was named after Scipio Africanus. America was named after Amerigo Vespucci. Both of these people, one was a uh, both of these, one was a Roman and one was an Italian, I think. How can two white people, uh, white men, deplete your nationality? Yeah, how about that? Them, them not my four pappies. <laughs> right, yeah. You Definitely know. something to think about. Yeah, but that, that movie, man, that movie was, I just think it was banging. I just love to see the color. But, you know, the only thing that pissed me off about the movie uh, is at the end, you know, when they got their thing going on and and everything, the first thing they do is come here and hook up with the U.N. and bring the Cracker Man into the equation, (laughs) the one that's in, in the top of, all, all the 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 wicked and evilness and and murder of the world. You want to give share this information and this gift that you have with him. I'm like, oh, dad, they the yeah. mess. Up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, you knew it was going to happen. I mean, as soon as they had the uh, the white guy that was from. Uh, what was he from? The United Kingdom area as one of the agents. Yeah. Uh, basically, yeah, where they brought him in when he got injured into right. the lab and all that. <laughs> I mean, a few of my people were saying, well, why they bring it? They got to bring him all the way in. They could have treated him, you know, where he was at. Or <laughs> made sure he stayed knocked out so he wouldn't be seeing all the shit up. Yeah, that pissed me off. I'm like, eh. And then they had black on black crime again. Yeah, it goes yeah. to show, bro. If black people, if if our people, I'm talking about we Haitians, Jamaicans, uh, blacks over here, you know, uh, Latinos, you know, this this my family. This, these are people that struggle, that die with me and my brothers and sisters in the streets every day. If we want to get some something like that, that was so powerful. What was it called? Brimiums? Whatever it was. The first thing we would do, because we're not mentally, we're not mentally stable to have that much power. The first thing we'll do is kill each other with it. We would actually kill each other with it. That's true, because people really don't think about unity or culture like that. I mean, they're not thinking about coming together. They're thinking about the almighty dollar. Right, exactly. And we not, man, we, and when they introduced, you know, the black on black crime, and the, the little dude went to Wakanda, he wanted to get the stuff and bring it back to the ghetto you know, so they could kill, you know, everybody and and plus kill each other. 
But notice when he came with that wickedness, he all of Wakanda was against each other, fighting something that they never did before. They were right. fighting each other. Right. But to- it was, I'm not going to blame all those characters that was in Wakanda. It was like one guy. Right, right. The who little- betrayed. It always takes one person, if you notice. Just so, one Yep. Always, always takes one person. Now he was always in there. He was, uh, I think, he was the second in command to the king. Mhm. And as soon as he heard the ideas from this, uh, the guy was basically a stranger to them, and you allowed him just to walk in like he was always there. <laughs> That's it. That was yeah. some asshole stuff. Just because he had ideals that you thought was accurate. You was ready to conquer. Right. So That's absolutely crazy, man. That is crazy. I mean, that was the negative in the movie, but the uh the crazy part about it is that it has to do with reality. Yeah. That's the sad thing. That's the sad thing about it. But listen, pheromone you know, you bring in all those messages, and, you just, uh, and we was just talking. Oh, now, okay. I know you got some messages to bring through your poetic speech, though. Um, I got this, this one piece. Um, you know, I don't I don't really do the, the Black History Month and, and all that because all year around, we got a story to tell. We, is this... I, it's our history all year round. You're not going to sit up here and my forefathers and ancestors built this damn country and damn near invented everything that's here and give us one month out of a year. You're not going to do that. And I don't I don't celebrate Black History Month. I celebrate our people every day. You know? Right. So, no, you're not going to sell us cheap. You're not... You're not going to give us no no tidbits like here, niggas. Because it was, it used to be Black History Week back in the day, if you do your research. So, you know, fuck these crackers. It's about my people 360 days a year. So, (laughs) this piece is called uh, Brown Lives Matter. Your mic. What satisfaction I have being saturated in melanin, gathering together all my spiritual blends, see, sticky tactics, alluring distractors, well-calculated turmoil causing brown melanated distractions. I said sticky tactics, alluring distractions, well-calculated turmoil causing brown melanated distractions. When the beat comes on, the drummer will play a different song than the horn was sounded, released from our mental bounds. Then the brown melanated uprise is about to go down. Don't get caught with your behind and your butt out, with your pants sagging, blunted out, spliff dragging, bug juice molly sprung. 
Your enemy is a dog. But it's no fun when the rabbit's got a gun. Tired of our blood saturating the concrete like cherry-flavored syrup coating a snow cone of shaved ice. Nasty Chinaman selling our Jamaican brothers plastic rice. Nothing sweeter than the sound of Borica. Aztec city so pretty. There's nothing more beautiful than brown life. Integration was a slippery slope, giving brown lives a false sense of hope. Then we got choked on the smoke. They came in our communities. They began to set up shop. No longer do we eat at Mama Bay's Soul Food Shack. Now we dine at IHOP. 7-Eleven replaced moms and pop sweet spots. Liquor stores on our corners, even in the middle of our blocks, set up like chop shots, cutting our pockets to pieces along with crack rocks. Planned Parenthood planted right by the bus stops. You can pop in and kill your baby at any stop, but you don't see any of those in their neighborhood routes brainwashed into believing you can afford to take care of your own kids. But damn it, our forefathers and mothers sure in the hell did. They had big old families full of love. I seize our blessings sent from above. Kill the seed, kill the breed, kill the seed, kill the breed. But we Jacob's kids and we accounted for sands of the sea. Old Christian churches be packed on Sunday while gay praise dancers shout and strippers begin planning their week out on how they're going to get baptized when they make it rain on them on Monday. Poverty-stricken neighborhoods sprung up, but ain't nobody looking. See, too busy with killing your own brown people with the poison shit you be cooking. Integrated to eat where they eat, but no brown-owned restaurants on our city streets. Integrating to drink where they drink, but all along it was one pipe that connected both fountains underneath. Even fought to take a dump where he releases master shit. I guess theirs think better than ours. And for brown melanated sakes, when in the hell are you going to stop eating those slave plates, pork, chitlins, even the snout? Then you wonder why you got the sugar, high blood pressure, and the gout. The revolution will be televised. Woe to the unwise. Get your weight up or get the fuck out. Brown lives matter. Stop getting hit. When are you going to become the batter? Ha, ha, ha. 
Faye. What's up? Why you always bringing controversy to my microphone, Faye? <laughs> That's how you like it. <laughs> always bringing controversy, but you always bringing messages. You always bringing stuff to make you think. You know, I mean, because you just twisted minds to a point where it felt like we might have hit some kind of other dimension, but we came back though. <laughs> we we was on that pathway, but we were still in that. You know, in that zone, just thinking like, well, damn, you got us thinking about, like, race all the way down to the, not even our pigment anymore. We passed the blood. We going to the damn bone. <laughs> hey, that's what it's about. <laughs> yeah. Maybe me think there. But uh, I appreciate you always, Faye, for bringing those fire-burning type pieces, you uh-huh. know, and... Uh, well, no. What else you got going on over there, Faye? You uh, you putting a book out there? What's uh, uh what's no, I got a, I, 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 you know, it's it's like between studying and working and and stuff like that. You know, I write now not because, uh, you know, f- feeling forced to or anything like that. I fi- I, I write because. I have a, a a the most high to set something up under me that I got to to get out. So it comes sporadically. So I that's when I I write. Uh, finally on my my poetry play, page at a hit to a thousand and two likes. You know, so that made me feel real good, and I'm gonna keep on writing. Um, whenever. It stirs in me. That's all. And this piece, I just what I just did uh, tonight. Um, that piece was a. Uh, it. It it just you know just it just came upon me one night you know, because I'm sitting up here seeing all my 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 brothers and sisters of color, not just us. We all we we brown people. You know, they done labeled us black. They done changed our nationality about four times. You know, so I just, you know, wrote that piece. And, you know, I just write when I can. And I, you were the first person I did that piece on tonight, so it was kind of shaky. So maybe I'll do it again and it'll sound a little better. But I appreciate you, uh, Kane. I appreciate VSR. You know, and uh, be coming back when the when it hits me. You feel me? I feel you, and this I appreciate you. And no, that piece wasn't shaky. You did your damn thing. <laughs> you know, All right, brother Almighty. Next time I come, I'm bringing some hot wings for your baby. All right, I'll be looking forward to that. Make sure some. Damn ghost peppers on there, you know. Not enough Ooh, to burn wait. my t- to nothing, you know. <laughs> All right, sweetie. All right. All right, people. You just heard from pheromones in the building, bringing the messages, uh, definitely bringing the controversy, making us think. 
You know, great feedback from her, great feedback from King Kaiju, great feedback from Doug Curry, great feedback from Jody L. Summers, you know. So what we're going to do is we're going to check back with uh, Unchained to see if Panther is back in the building. We're looking for Panther. What's going on? Yeah, I'm definitely back in the building. I'm still on the train, guys. Sorry. Good, we yeah, good. can't do a lot. She we got, got a few minutes left. Yeah. Wait, what was that, King Kaji? She still got. Uh, she still got a little ways before she can actually spit because she's on the train. So she says oh. she's just gonna listen in for right now. I, I got your speed wow. <laughs> hey man, we uh. We basically only an hour into the damn show, man. Oh, well, I'm ready to eat. You know how I do. I don't care. <laughs> I got you. I appreciate that, man. Hey, stick around, man. We're going to get to that speed round shortly. Got you. Well, I'm ready. With, with the whole table, ready. I'm about to go on some other type of stuff. <laughs> well, that's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah, we see we got King Kaiju. He's armed and ready. But uh, we're going to see what's going on. No, matter of fact, what we're going to do is we're going to take a music break. And when we come back, you know what? We're just going to go right to the damn speed round. I want to see what y'all got here, man. Hit that star eight on your phone if y'all want to partake in that damn speed round. But we cutting through the BS. <laughs> we just gonna go to the damn speed round, man. You know, so stand by, get your pieces ready. Don't be fumbling, saying I'm not ready. I'm not ready. You heard us talking about the speed round for like ten minutes. So come on, speed round. The Halusa Nation. Our DNA is of earth and sky. Big said it was 
the dream. Now what's the living thing? What's you and living kings? I mean it, I mean by the Alai Nation, Alien Nation. The subjects and the citizens see the material religions through trauma and numb. Nothing is related. All the things of the earth and in the sky have energy to be exploited. Even themselves, mining their spirits into souls sold into nothing is sacred, not even their self. The Alai Nation, Alia Nation.
Yeah. So right now everybody's mic is muted. Just wait for that unmute. Make sure y'all paying attention. And just go right into your piece and just say your name at the end. No long introductions. Let's do it. I feel deep in thought. How much does black lives matter to black folks? Let me think. When you first hear it, black lives matter. In your mind, you start a chant, saying it over and over, thinking I'm down for the cause. Eyes wide open, looking at your surroundings, your family, friends, the neighborhoods, letting 100% drop the... 80, 20, the 70, 30, no, the 60, 40, no, the 50, 50 to as low as maybe 30, 70 percent. Your, your doubts add up when you see the bad influences that surround you. Just because they are the same color as you don't mean they share the same beliefs. Too many cracks to avoid when you walk through the streets, but those remain in truth. I never said you had to give up your beliefs. I admit I witness, I've seen more than a strand of hope. If you haven't yet, go find it and witness it, and you should call that dope. Black Lives Matter, what it is supposed to stand for, I believe it is in the right. Too many black deaths, young to middle age and more. I heard a white man started this movement. That alone should make your brain, your jaw hit the floor. And again, that makes most folks wary, non-trusting, thinking it's another game the system the government created just can't believe it wasn't someone black. Why does it seem like when a movement is for us, there are the percentage of who take it out of context, use this as an excuse to act a fool, tarnishing the movement name, giving fuel to the ones who spread the hate, lower the fate of the ones who truly believe in this movement's path. No, I don't have a heart of gold, but even I know when to say when. Do black lives matter? In my mind, they always did, because we are but one color of the human race. And that's always on DSR all damn day. Who's next? So good getting high, day. It's not that I suffered any special malaise back in what I call my good getting high day. No, things were fine with no special language. I just like to get high, kick back, and language. I like to forget the cares of the day. Don't bogart that joint. Pass it this way. We dig purple haze or love supreme. Take a whip or a sniff. Good for a pipe dream. See, the movement was dead and had lost enough of bad taste with those whose commitment had gone away who thought black was beautiful, that we'd overcome. We awoke from this dream and got high and were numb. Like a jealous cuckold who hates what he finds, too smart for our own good, we had blown our own minds. We turned on and tuned out and thought that was fine, but now we didn't care if a six became nine. And all King's lost marches and Ho Chi Minh's men couldn't bring our focus upon them again. We started out sad and super fried lead, 
the way he left Fred, and we all know he did. On came the 70s in a big cloud of smoke. We had Chiba, Gold Red, and some knob weed to tote. Speed, orange sunshine, or mescali for flying. White girl on brown horse, between living and dying. That's how it was when I came of age. Better than sex, a high central rampage. We snorted and smoked and slowly submitted to an age of nonchalance to being uncommitted. If you weren't there, you won't realize. We were caught up in changes, never ended surprise. Water gates of Kent State, all the lies blowing by. We got hit, said, you know what? I'm just going to get high. The permissive age that we ushered in let the bottom fall out to our later chagrin. We had pulled back the covers and revealed the hate, but then let go the reins of our nation's fate. We had new ways to live, but more ways to die. And we had turned to me in the blink of an eye. Man, it made some of us just want to get high. I mean, some of us. Yeah. We just stayed high. In poem, the curry. Oh, old black pearl, none traveled and searched the ocean floors for thee, for you emerged with greatness and grace from among the treasures of pearls of women we be. Through our pure existence encased in our melanated sarcophagus, of beauty and elegance chosen by the power of all creation, setting the bar high. Of standards of beauty, they all wish to be sun-kissed skin, full hips, full lips, and they want to taste what is cooking. Better yet, longing to be the spices of life in this melanated recipe, wanting to be the pearls in our Father's sea, searching forever, trying to connect with the making of us in every clam found on the ocean and sandy seas, cracking them open one after the other, always coming up with plain old white. Frustration sets in, then envy. How can these rare melanated beauties survive so long through all the hurricanes and storms? Still contain their substance of elegance, beauty, and grace. They have no cracks in their face. Why can't we crack their shell? We tried casting them to the pits of our hell. We want to know the secrets of the recipe of their greatness. Every situation they are added to comes out tasting so full of flavor. Crying out to the Father, please make us special pearls too. We want our pearls to be made in the image of them a.k.a. you. Look at their 
outstanding comeliness, aging without wrinkles and age spots. Our pearls become a wrinkled mess. It's too much for us to bear. We long for the coarse, uprising, kinky hair. Pearl, Pearl, please share. We even uncovered you from head to toe, trying to discover how to break your melanated source of existence. You are hard to crack. Even when your foremothers, Pearly May, had their backs cracked, then the skin overcame and grew and creating what is now you. Why, Pearl, why? How, Pearl, how? We cursed who and what made thee the seasonings of this earth, the main conductor of the secrets of your mirth, Miss Black Pearl, the source of intriguing meekness, quality, pleasure of treasures. One day we will all know the makings of you, Black Pearl. But until then, we will remain so envious of you, Black Pearl. Dedicated to Miss Pearl Bailey. My name is Farrell. We are trapped in cities where no one gives a fuck. Babies killing babies and mother screams just ain't enough. Cops gone insane and dope boys pulling rank while blind eyes everywhere and mouths, fingers, and hips run marathons to tell the case. We have a problem going on and your phone, TV, or complaints won't fucking fix it today. You talk about popping bottles or fucking models or how you have the streets on lock. But none of that, no, none of that's going to save you when your boy or an officer pulls a Glock. Then put you six feet under, now your baby screaming, daddy's been shot. And even if you miss that sightless bullet, you'll wind up behind bars where no one gives a fuck. Because now the government is paid for you to stay in concrete walls surrounded by cemetery blocks of your fellow soldiers who claimed, ha, ha, we can't be stopped. You better listen up because this just might be your last shot. Justice or else, take some of that rage and learn how to build for yourself. Because at the end of the day, you'll wind up just another name on a T-shirt that will fade and the memory of you will be used as another young youth takes a bullet to the grave. Now you can sit up and say, no one cares. Hey, nothing will ever change. But I, yes, I have been to the murder sites and I have seen the family's pain before they had to put their loved ones down six feet to fill up an empty grave. 
and still they remain dealing with their pain, doing their best to inspire change at the cost of everyone else telling them, ha, ha, you're just going to lose yourself because we just came to be on TV and fucking social media like everyone else. Jay Summers, spoken truth and peace. King Kaju. <clears throat> hey, welcome. My name is not King Kaiju for the simple fact that I have to be the teacher. The poor righteous preacher. See, I have to be the one that changes the way that your mind even thinks. See, I've been dealing with so many different ways and levels of this world's deception that I thought that I was really going to sink. And most people who thought about what I think about, sometimes their mind gets tickled pink, but I look at the landscape like an entire ice skating rink because my mind has the objective ability to do what? To do crazy eights across the entire world in two seconds flat. See, I've learned through my experience that people who say they love you really don't give a fuck about you because love is an action word and they don't show those actions and that love is not a true fact and I'm not saying that's for everybody I'm just saying it's for me so you can call me Solomon Rumble on this poem because I'm going to let you know this how it be so I'm tired of you fake people your fake friends your fake homies and your fake family members Oops, I didn't hurt. I didn't hit somebody's eardrum. See, fake friends, fake females, fake family members, and fake homeboys. The ones that said it got so back like a chiropractor. But when it comes down to it, they're you all alone, boy. See, I've had all of those. All those and above. They love you when you're up, but when you're down, they don't give a fuck. So they wonder why I act shady at times. They wonder why I act crazy at times because I call a spade a spade. And if you're a bitch maze, then I have to switch up on you like a switchblade and drink slowly like lemonade on how you were never a friend in the first place. I've heard love so much, and I say, well, love and lust have the same four-letter words, so what are you really talking about? I fell in love so many times, but it was really lust because I didn't know what the fuck I was talking about. See, I look at the world as a female with an attitude. Not saying all women are like the world that have an attitude, but hear me out for a second. When you disrespect the world, the world shows you everything else because a woman's scorn is something serious. When you think that the life is going the way you want, the shit gets a crash course fast and furious. I've seen men disrespect women for most of my life. Not my relatives, though, because they were my relatives. The way our policy rolled in my family, we beat your ass on sight. But I done seen a lot of men do a lot of shit that simply wasn't right. And I'm the one, even if I don't know you, I'm the one that has the capability of being ready to fight. And I don't do it for kudos. I don't do it for escalades or escalades, whatever the fuck you want to call it. My broken English don't even matter in this poem right now. Because I'm trying to break down chains of stupidity, and I'm doing it all right now. See, I'm Solomon Rumble. Mr. I don't give two fucks, never did, and never will. You should understand that I was given this gift from heavens up above. So, yes, I do got skills, but on the real, I'm talking about the subject matter at hand. I see so many dudes, just because you have a dick and balls, that don't make you a man. I've seen a dude that act like a princess. 
that fall in lust so much with a woman's smile like a woman's really the temptress. But I'm like, the asshole doing all this dumb shit, dumb shit is endless. And you say that she was your girl and she fucking somebody else? And you get mad at her because she goes with somebody else? I don't understand that. You knew that she was another man's property in the first beginning of the first section, the first way that she spoke those words. But all you was looking at was her eyes, her thighs, her breasts, and her curves, and you just wanted to know what her mouth do. But she didn't understand that her mouth do magical things. Her mouth had you thinking that you, at one point in her life, was her king. But in reality, her king was always laying up in the crown, laying up in his castle. And she was hustling both of y'all with all type of hassle, and then you want to put your hands on the next female because you got played by this female, but you don't know that karma is a bitch and a man at the same time. So, so sometimes karma becomes a hermorphodite. You need to read in between the lines, see, at one time you treated a girl terrible, horrible, all out her name. At one time, you the one that brought her agony, treachery, tragedy, pain, but what did you do? You brushed it all off your shoulders like you didn't do nothing while she the one that was feeling like you was a temptation, no David Ruffin. But now, now, you got what you asked for. Because everything that you did to her, this girl did to you. But on the other hand, instead of you doing what you did, you should have understood what she had to do. You wanted to hit her. You wanted to kill her. You wanted to destroy her with no filler. But you see... Men are more emotional than women, but most men won't even say that. Because if you hurt a man heart for real, most men really don't play that. But the real men, not the men who just had the testicles, the ones with the minds that are intellectually stimulated, not just the mind of how I'm looking in these tight pants and how the girl checked out my vegetables, see. I did a whole lot of things in a couple of seconds flat to let you know that when people say they love you but don't show you they love you, it's just the words. So fuck all that. See, I tell you I love you radically. If I say I love you, I literally die for you, but everybody ain't got that type of loyalty. I've treated people that treated me dirty like royalty, and at the end of the day, Solomon had to learn that everybody's here for a reason. If somebody crosses, I had to burn. And when it's time for them to go, please let them go. Don't even hesitate. Don't even get mad when they got to go. Even if you got to cry a thousand tears for a thousand years, this is what you need to know. If they meant to be in your life, they're going to be in your life. So fuck all that dumb shit, bro. And for you females, I love you so deeply. I really do. But a lot of things that you do are stupid as fuck, and I need to start talking to you too. You fall in love with a nigga that's not even your speed, not even your type, just because he gives you dick. Literally, he just gives you pipe. And that's the one that you say that you want to be with the rest of your life, but he don't like shit you do, and he don't do shit that you really like besides sex. And this world right now revolves around sex. And sex is just so easy. It's not even that complex. As long as you got a dick, as long as a Velociraptor's face, you are already in his face. Anytime, any place. And then I'm looking at y'all like, shit. You want him to treat you like a queen when he's a prince or even a fool, a court jester. He ain't shit. So how the hell do he treat you as a queen? When he already knows he ain't shit, but you still loving him just because of the bulge in his jeans. And I see that it's all a scheme. I'm looking at y'all like, all oh, y'all is gold diggers. Not, I mean, I need y'all to be gold diggers. Not just be concerned about the man's cream because you do bad by yourself. You don't need no help to starve to death. You're not alone because don't nobody wants you. You're alone because you need to get yourself together. 
most people don't want to be alone because they're scared to be alone because that's when you get yourself together. So I wrote this piece in attitude. Yes. I guess it was the era of WWE. I had to wrote this piece for my attitude because I fell in love so many different times, but it was really lust. Until my heart blew open from my chest, spontaneously combust. Now I'm a little cold right now. If I love you, I love you. You know that. I ain't got to tell you a million times. But if I don't love you, I don't fuck with you. You don't even have to read in between the lines or even read in between the lines. You can see my actions really clear. If I don't really fuck with you, I don't fuck with you. And I say that shit with no fear. That goes for male, female, family members, everybody else too. And if you got a problem with the way I wrote this poem, guess what? It did what it was supposed to do. I want you to feel uncomfortable because I always feel uncomfortable until I get the mic and stage and a pen in my hand and then everything else becomes lunchable. And then everything else that I write with the ink becomes crunchable, see? See? I wrote this poem pissed off. So forgive me in advance. But if you don't, fuck you in advance and eat. Summers, 
And, of course, King Kaiju, a.k.a. Solomon Rumble, ended that speed round. It was fire. I mean, I don't even know. Did y'all feed off the track? I mean, damn, y'all was ready. <laughs> y'all was lighting the matches. Just don't burn down the DSR building. I mean, that insurance policy just came in, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but uh, we about to go to D.C., to see what's going on. Washington, D.C., who we got? Oh, what's good? What's, what's good? It's King's Cadence. King Cadence, what's going on, man? How you feeling? That was good, man. I'm man, I'm glad to hear y'all on tonight, man. I'm, I was in here like a bad breakup and shit, you know. And no shows for a couple of nights, so, you know. Yeah, it was good to hear you. I know Janice said y'all was doing something, and I was like, yeah, let me pop through, and, you know, y'all was tearing it down, like, right off the break, so. Yeah. Right, right, yeah, you just came in on the speed round, man. Yeah. So this this going to be, your, um, like, the new Tuesday thing, too, or, you know, oh, no, just for now or what? This is the old show right here, man. I just bring it back. I call this a millennium type of show. Oh, okay, okay. It's not going to be on all the time because I'm mainly focusing on the uh, Saturday and Sunday show. Oh, okay, I got you, I got you. Yeah, yeah, but right now we're talking about the Black Panther movie. We're talking about the positivity. We're talking about what negative vibes it might have given off, you know, we're cracking a few jokes here and there, you know. You know, keep it up and going. We're talking about The Walking Dead since uh, the boy, uh, who was that, who just passed? Uh, Carl. Carl died in The Damn Walking Dead. I'm giving out the spoilers, man. I don't even care yeah. if y'all saw it or y'all didn't see it. <laughs> oh, nah, I peeped it. I peeped it. So, <laughs> yeah, well. What did you think about that, man? Carl passing on me because when he was younger, the dude seemed like he was going to be a little serial killer or something. I'm just saying, you know. Yeah, I mean, I I guess because I'm like a fan of foolishness. Uh, Anything that's going to make Rick be more sick than he already is, I'm for it, you know. So I just know now something will really go down. um, I can't I can't quote the name. I'm ashamed to call myself a fan, but um, dude with the spike bat, I've been waiting for him to catch it for a year and a half. So <laughs> you know, whatever's gonna speed that shit up, I'm with it. <laughs> right, right, yeah. The bull Negan, everybody hate him. Everybody might love him. He cracks me the hell up though. His whole character. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm. I still can't. I'm. I'm ashamed to say I'm one of the few who hasn't. Um, I haven't seen Black Panther yet, but I'm definitely. You know, I'm in the dirty district, so I'm gonna wait till people damn near forget it before I even try to go anywhere near the theaters. Cause, you know, I want to hear it. I want to enjoy it. So. Right. I hear you. It's I not hear gonna you. happen. You want to enjoy That's... a movie in DC? You got to go to VA somewhere to see it. So. Right. Okay. Okay. I was just about to say, I posted on Facebook, you know, I saw it for free. I ain't going to tell y'all how I saw it for free. (laughs) 
Oh, no, that's all good. I, I could watch. The thing is, I could watch it on the fire stick, but I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm you know, it's not going to feel the same, you know, with all them graphics and the colors and stuff. Yeah, you know, I, I got to see it that way at least. Right, right. Well, I'm saying, though, I wondered how many people had a problem with that. Like, you saw it for free. Is that discriminating? Is that bad? I mean, do uh, are people going on in front of me just because I saw it for free? Uh, for me even having this show talking about Black Panther, do they think I'm putting the movie down? Even though I thought it was a, it was a thorough ass movie, you know. Yeah. The main well, I'm like, reason I'm having this show here tonight, I'm talking about the media. That's mm-hmm. surrounding Black Panther. All these people's like trying to get you so hype off of this. I mean, you thinking is it just propaganda? You paying these tickets? You paying for the merchandise? You doing all this shit, getting money out your pocket, and uh, you be thinking who's really profiting from it? You be thinking, I be thinking about a lot of shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that I mean, it's, it's backwards. It's gonna sound, and a lot of people are gonna like it. And... I'm the mayor of not give a fuckville, so it is what it is. Right. This Black Panther is just this 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 times version of what happened with it when Obama was in office. It's just you follow and I'm happy when anybody comes together. You know, at this point, the way as crazy as the world is, when anybody comes together and they show solidarity for something, I'm with it. You know, so if, if that's what it takes right now, and, and I'm hearing more about that, and just this week I'm not hearing, I'm not watching some new twerk video or somebody getting getting jumped on the corner or, or a school getting shot up. If I don't hear about it for one week and it's because of a movie, then, hey, play it. Keep playing it. I'm with it. Well, yeah, but all, you know, but all that Black Pride stuff missed me with it because these are the same people next week going to be back on the same stuff. So as long as you feel it and if it changes, if it changes people and their way of thinking, then cool. Maybe that's what we needed. But I'm just I'm not buying it. People just haven't shown me that, so Right, right. Yeah, well you putting some valid points out there. I mean I needed to hear that. You know? Definitely yeah. need to hear. But now uh let's go to the main event here. Uh King Cadence in the DSR building, so you know about to put you on the spot here, man. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. So I want to hear that King Cadence type of piece. I mean, I know you didn't come here to talk to me about some movies. I know you'd be like, man, I ain't really feel like talking about that shit. You already told me you ain't even seen a damn movie yet. you like, uh-huh. what the hell? You know, why the hell? Talking about this shit, I want to spit a piece. So come on um, with it, man. You King Cadence. Let's see what you got. Hey, hold up. Um, let me see. I'm, I'm looking for some. I'm just some. I'm messing with. No, I'm here. I'm here with baby all the time. She ain't got here yet. So, um, hold on. Let me see. Okay, I'm gonna do a piece. This is kind of what I normally do when I'm, yeah. This is some cadence stuff. I'm, alright. It's just called, it is called, you know, verbal exercise one. Alright, so, alright, you can hear me, alright. Yo, Mike. Alright, let me see. 
I can't. I can't even do that. <laughs> I'm sitting here. I'm looking at you know stuff that's kind of like rap. I don't want to do that. Um, let me see. Uh, this is um, precious. All right, I'm just gonna do this one dying to fit in. All right, um not knowing me, you knowingly destroyed me with chance of homely. Criticized my size but didn't realize that you fried my pride inside and now I'm asking why. Cause I couldn't afford the high prices and I'm frightened that they don't like me, so we fighting and I can't even eat lunch silently without them eyeing me like I don't know why you were and every time I walk, you make noises. There is no chill, and I bring money like, please accept me, and please respect me. This is so real, but I know I'm dreaming, and I don't know what the matter does, and it says that all odds, and we should be even, soul is sinking, and I'm played by demons that say just stop breathing and just leave it. So they keep chanting how I'm so for something unspeakable and guidance counselors not doing much more and I'm feeling so unreachable and I'm in this utility closet so afraid of another day so I find me tying this noose tightly and I'm so tired of this fighting I'm tired of nobody really liking me and I'm tired of this frustration from one an exception creating this anxiety but they still can't get it but there is this one girl who creates a glimmer but I'm not the type that she will remember and maybe if I said something who am I kidding? I'm crazy. I wonder if heaven is really better. And with all this energy and pain, I step on this box whispering for God to make it quick for me. And I've had my food knocked over. I've been kicked on. I've been spit on. I had teachers to tell me, get on. And no one cares to listen to frantic cries as I tighten this noose, finally a fix all. And I'm kicking the box. I swing while choking this last-minute fighting to reverse this broken thought of reality that even after I die, they might not even notice. But right now I'm forcing a grin because, in essence, I was just dying to fit in. In peace. Him, 
And I'm he he got me like uh, that scene in um what's it I think it was I can't remember was it South Central or um I can't think of it but anyway the scene where the dude was swinging around the people who wasn't there, you know, he got me in this boxing people who ain't hand shit like, Yeah, tell him. Tell the ass so you know, it getting niggas hype, so uh, you talking about that movie while drinking your juice in South Central comedy? Yeah, so that's how I, you know that's how I had me. So when I hear that, you know, and then I know about I know about like Faith from way back. I used to listen to her um way back. So you know to hear her come out again, I'm like, yeah, you know this this is it. So I had to do something. I hear you. I hear you, hey, Matt. Well, you did your thing. And, uh, you know, shout out to your lady over there, uh, Gina Storm, man. She always doing her thing with them freestyles and whatnot. She brings to, you know, every show that she goes to. Yeah, uh, she killing it. That be killing me because I be working. I work, like I tell people, I, I, man, I put work into my work. Like, I'm always writing. And I put all that in and she just come behind me and freestyle. I'm like, ain't this part of fish? <laughs> yeah, I mean, not only she do it, but she do it, you know, well. I'm like, damn it, see? yo, but hey, you know, that's what she do, and that's that's the storm for you. So, right, right. Well, King Cadence, man, y'all already know I appreciate you calling in here, man. You know, uh, sharing your style, your talent on the mic. I mean, don't be a stranger. I see you. You know, tuning in to other DSR shows and, you know, showing respect, uh, you know, giving them inspiring posts on our event pages, man. We appreciate the support. Oh, it's all good, man. You know, I'm training with the pups till I'm running with the wolves, man. It's all good. So. Hey, that's what it's about, man. Well, keep doing your thing. Uh, we, going, we might get another speed round, and I don't know if you got more time on your hands, man. Oh, man, I'm... Man, I'm all damn day. I'm with y'all today, man. So I'm here. All right. Appreciate it, man. We're going to put you back down and see who else we got in the building. All right. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. All right. All right, people. That was the one and only King Cadence in the DSR building. <laughs> like, people keep re raising their hands, man. Y'all got unlimited scriptures tonight, huh? You know? Making me think I'm going to end up spitting all night or something. <laughs> but anyway, let's go back to the discussion. I mean, I don't know if I covered everything. I'm not going to be talking all damn night because <laughs> I know everybody got things to do. But uh, I don't know. The Black, I'm going to just go and say this. The Black Panther movie, it was a good look. You know, I already said the culture was in there. The uh, different tribes was in there. It was it was a definitely a good vibe to Black Panther. And it, and it definitely had a bunch of messages in it. You know, it had a bunch of messages in it, man. I mean, stuff that you can learn from. And, uh, yeah, it was worth the watch and all that. It was definitely decent or whatnot. You know, I mean, it's, I really don't have nothing negative to say about the movie itself. It had a lot of real life stuff in the movie. 
Like I said earlier, the dude, he came straight from the United States and tried to start that ruckus and claim what he thought was his just because he had blood relation. Not going to discuss it all like that since uh, somebody said they didn't see the movie. I ain't going to say it all. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was a good movie. I think it is worth paying for that movie, even though I didn't pay. <laughs> it is what it is, you know. Let's bring in Ohio. Ohio, do you got any responses about the discussion portion of the show here? Yeah. I mean, I'm loving the discussion. Again, I'm just coming from a fundraiser kind of we did through Black Lives Matter, and it was good. We brought up so many points that had nothing to do with gun violence, with slavery, with things that we are constantly bombarded with here in America. And one really exceptional thing I think they did with the movie is there was no slave culture as in the religion we got beat into us when we got off the boats. I appreciated that a lot. Right, right. And it showed black royalty in that movie, huh? Yes, and it showed that, like, we have this misogynistic thing of that men are men and women are women, but, and not to give any spoilers, but there was one crucial thing, and it wasn't that he, that there was weakness shown, it was respect shown for the creator of life. I was Right. Right, and they also showed that they made the black woman look really strong in that movie. Right. Independent, not overbearing, not I'm about to take because I'm a black and I just have been waiting for so long and I just need my respect. It was everybody was on equal ground. So. Right. Right. Everybody was on equal ground. I really can say I agree with everything that you're saying right there. But uh, but again, back to the joke side of it. I know you're a serious person. I the joke side was funny because uh, the uh, the guy with the hand and see, I'm a comic book, so the arm was on the wrong hand, and and how he may or may not be in the next film. I'll just say that it was kind of funny. Um, they they understood no man ate, and. I don't know. I, I think it was. I think it is funny because even right now, like I do stuff a lot in Black culture. The Kingdom of Wakanda, which probably helped spread that thing that Wakanda is real, likes my post now. <laughs> but I know it's a real place. Right, right. All right, but the joke I was gonna put out there again because a few people missed it. You know, because what did you think of the concept? I mean, I'm going to put it out there. I know it sounds silly. It sounds kind of idiotic. But I'm putting it out there. You think, you got to think about it. Come on. Batman seen the damn movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he watched the movie. And just like, oh, man. I'm going to get some of that vibranium. Like, I'm Yeah, exactly. He's going to get some of that. He needs, he needs to power his back cave just to be like, Black Panther. He looking at what he got. He looking at uh, what he got. The Batmobile. He got the Batwing and uh, 
all these other devices. Black Panther got spaceships, though. <laughs> you know? So yeah, that, that's funny. In, 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 in the MCU, in that Martin world, we're going to have Tony like, uh, what armor do I got to pick out to take some of this? <laughs> yeah, how about that? Yeah. Go have Iron Man scratching his head, huh? <laughs> yeah, how about that? How about that? I mean, it brings up a lot of stuff there. I mean, because like I was saying, you know, you see a white guy who's, uh, they made it known that Bruce Wayne is a rich bastard. Mm-hmm. You know, he was richer than rich. Of course, he's fiction, but they made it known. I mean, it looks like he can damn near buy anything. But then you see uh, Black Panther, he's royalty. And you seen what he was able to do. He was able to come over to the USA and buy up all this property and was turning that uh that part of the neighborhood into a uh, a science museum or something to uh right. recruit and educate the youth for that area. Which I hope we take that out of the movie versus the the cuz you know what and, and spoiler, but I learned how to swim. It was a spoiler. Sorry about that, people. <laughs> but about the, the most controversial thing, my ancestors jumped off the boat because they didn't want to be held in bondage. I learned how to swim. I didn't. I, I know about my homeland or what it thought to be my homeland, but I'm not going to give up on here, the American side, because there are so many brothers and sisters that need me, that don't need me going back to somewhere who, again, Wakanda and the comic books didn't care about the rest of the world. They cared about their mountains. Right, right, right. I mean, to me, it's, you know, uh, like I said, the, the movie had a lot of ups to it. It didn't really have too many lows. You know, the only low I saw was, like I said, the media surrounding it, some people taking the messages, and they going far beyond what the message actually means. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Kilberg is like, uh, how did you get that here in the museum? Also, the fact that he spoke of you got all this technology, all this armor around you, but you don't pay attention to what you put in your body. There it is. And there it is. You know, but I got to get your insight, man. You seem knowledgeable. Now, I don't even know. Do you even watch The Walking Dead? Do you think that's a waste of time? No, when I watched TV, I watched it, and it, it, it was fun. I think I know the character y'all talking about. I'm not sure what has happened, but I think it's kind of funny for a fan. I mean, here get soap opera stars who, back in the day when there was a big genre, used to go up and slap the characters thinking they were the same people. So if he got bit, <laughs> I wouldn't laugh at that. <laughs> exactly. I mean... Come on. That's why I'm talking about fans getting uh, too carried away into fantasy and imagination. Imagination and fantasy is a good thing to have, but you got to know what's the difference. You know, I mean, you going up to uh, the actual actor who played a certain character in The Walking Dead and you biting him on the arm. This is a grown person who's doing this, not a child. (laughs) <laughs> you would think a kid would run up to 
one of the actors being a fan and, you know, try something like that. But this is a grown-ass person. They might have been not even in their 20s, middle-aged. <laughs> you doing that dumb shit. Man. Yeah. Yeah. You gave me a, a tooth infection. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just, I'm just trying to bring up those valid points here. You know uh we need to stop doing that. I mean, I'm not. That does have to do uh, nothing with color. That could be white or black. They go crazy over something they saw on TV. You know, come on, man. That's what I'm saying. Like, don't let the TV brainwash you. You know, you watching it. You might watch it 24/7. That doesn't mean it has to control your life and whatnot. Shoot. Yeah, you know, I love watching TV, but I'm not going to run outside and then be quoting stuff like I'm a damn superhero ready to jump over people's fences and shit. <laughs> man, man, I ain't going to be running out in the street and kind of forever and then forget that uh, it's America. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then you, uh, you saw in Black Panther, I mean, the stuff they do. Listen, your ass ain't bulletproof. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's all I'm going to say. I ain't going to say why I said that, but listen, I mean, you know, them superheroes, I mean, you know, they wearing shit. You ain't bulletproof, man. Don't think you can, uh, I mean, you can be a good Samaritan. I mean, go call the cops or something. You know, a lot of people be like, man, I ain't trying to snitch and all that. But, But listen, I mean, that might be the right thing to do at the time instead of jumping in. Uh, to somebody who's robbing a store or trying to mug somebody, that person could be armed with a gun, a knife, ready to stab or shoot your ass. So <laughs> stay in reality. Think before you move. And uh, that's not even just people. That's me, too. Shit, I need to think about stuff like that myself. I'm not going to be doing no simple, crazy shit. <laughs> but, uh, I got Vet every people every day for the movement and stuff. And some things I want to be, yeah, I was there on the front line and, and feminism and schools and guns. But then sometimes I remember that ain't my field. I'm doing excellent with what I'm doing now. So me trying to spread myself thin and make sure everybody everywhere is taken care of sometimes just don't happen. Right. Right. I hear you, man. I hear you. Well, Mr. Summers, man, I appreciate all your intake on that. What I was discussing, man, you know, thanks for putting up with all my shit. (laughs) (laughs) All the stuff I'm putting out there, man. I'm getting some good feedback on the show here. To be honest with you, I didn't think uh, as many people was going to call in thinking probably I was going to, you know, bash on the movie and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's bashing points like the uh, Disney devil and all that, but right now, let's be happy for once. Heck, shit, we got enough problems going on in real life to not have a moment of levity. Right, right, I hear you, man. Yeah, well, I'm going to put you back down, man, because uh, I see New York over there. Look like they got something to say, man. All righty. All right. Once again, people, that was Jody L. Summers, man, always doing his thing. New York, 
Mr. Curry, you got some thoughts to share, man. Yeah, just a, a little lightweight thing. Uh, horse fly. I'm a horse fly, baby. I ride bareback. My cousin Johnny, she rides a swayback, who used to be a filly in the aqueduct track. Now she pulls a wagon all broke down the back. At least she's not like her cousin Blue, the old gelding Blue, her cousin who used to run at Aqueduct too. But he lost so many races and only rode a few. I even once rode Blue there back before he came up Blue. Cousin Johnny has never seen fancy tracks. The best she can do is the old rubber-tied track. Behind some poor loser just retired from the track while I ride on winners with the wind in my back. I'm a horse fly, baby. I ride bareback and pump. Messed it all up, but all right. Oh, yeah. All right, Mr. Curry, man. I see you sneaking in pieces, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, about... No, you good, man. I mean, I thought you had something to say with the discussion. Well, that's cool, oh, man. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I thought I had told you I, I hadn't even checked the movies yet. But I'm sorry. Right. Right. But let me ask you, do you uh, do you check out the show uh, The Walking Dead or, no. or that you don't mess with it? No, I haven't. I haven't. I got I you. Right. Watch, don't get a chance to watch a whole lot of TV. Right. Well, hey, man, then – you the only one with a clear mind, then. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know if it adds up to that, but I'll take that. <laughs> that, might the, that might be the only time I have a clear mind because you said so right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, because uh, I don't know. I mean, the TV, you know, I mean, I do watch a lot of it, but I guess it could be like uh, junk food for the brain, you know. So, uh, hey, it is what it is, man. But, uh, yeah, you definitely gave me something to think about. I want to thank you for that piece that you brought to us. Both, no, wait, all three of your pieces here tonight. You know, you did well, partake the speed round and the piece before the speed round. Well, I enjoyed being here. I appreciate you having the platform for us. Indeed, indeed, man. And uh, I'm going to try to do this show uh, maybe once a month. You know, I'll give y'all more of a heads up so y'all can be more prepared for next time. All right, I'll be looking out. All right, appreciate you. Thanks again for calling in, Mr. Curry. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, people. Well, this might be the end of the show here, people. We had a bunch of people uh, cut out on me. I was looking forward to hearing Panther. I guess, I mean, she... uh, you know, it's running late here. She's on the train and whatnot. But shout out to her. Shout out to King Kaiju. Shout out to Mr. Summers, uh, Mr. Curry, King Cadence, and his woman out there, Gina Storm, for putting the word out there about this show. Uh, shout out to all DSR family, uh, Mr. Boston, uh, Black Rose. Make sure y'all tune in this Saturday night. For DSR Presents, our artists line up with your host, Black Rose, at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 6 
p.m. Pacific. We're going to be featuring Joe the Verbal Mind Dancer. So all poets are welcome to call in, all genres. We're going to be playing his tracks, open mic. Other than that, to everybody, I'm saying good night.
Grand Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.